Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. It is early in the morning on a Monday. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and you are listening to the Dr. Lee Warren Podcast, and I hope that you are getting ready to have one of the best days of your life. It is Mind Change Monday. Every Monday, we talk about different ways that we can change our minds, because I'm always telling you, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and that's true on a functional level. Like You, you really can't get anything accomplished in your life unless you change the way you think about things that have held you back in the past. It's also true on a neuroscience level that you literally change your brain chemistry by changing the way you think about things. If you stick around here very long, especially if you're getting my newsletter, go over to Substack, drleewarren.substack.com if you're not getting the newsletter already. Every Sunday we do the self-brain surgery Sunday letter and we talk about different ways to change our minds and change our lives. We have self-brain surgery Saturday on the podcast every week and then we have multiple other episodes throughout the week. Um, Getting back closer to a daily release schedule as we get closer to my book launch in July um, when Hope is the First Dose comes out. And if you haven't checked out my books, go over to Amazon or wherever you buy books and put my name in there and check out um, my books that are out. I think they'll be helpful to you. Listen, today we're going to go back in time a little bit. It's not an old episode. This is brand new content. But I found, I keep notes in a program called Evernote. It's an app you can get for your phone or iPads. I'm not sponsored by them, but I, but I plug them a lot because I use Evernote every day of my life. It's where I keep everything. Um, and Lisa and I share notes and you can sync them up across multiple devices. And it's just, just the way I keep track of stuff in my life. And I was going back through Evernote while we were on a plane. We just were out of town for a few days, um, which is why you saw some older episodes being released all week. Um, that I set that up. So while we were out of town, you'd have something to listen to. Um, but we were listening or I was going back through Evernote rather while I was on the plane and I found a note from back in 2018 believe it or not, back in 2018. And I was talking back then, I was writing notes to myself about some of these self-brain surgery ideas and concepts that ended up being the treatment plan that I wrote in my new book, Hope is the First Dose, that's coming out in July. And way back then, I was thinking about this stuff. It's been stuff that I've chewed on for years and years. And I wondered, uh, just kind of asked God, like, why do you give me these ideas? And I sit around and just stick them in an Evernote file and don't do anything with them for years. Why do I do that? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm not going to beat myself up about it because I think the idea has come to fruition and it's time to talk about it. So today I want to give you some thoughts that I wrote down for the first time back in 2018. They're going to sound a little familiar because it's the it's the genesis. It's the, the beginnings, the pre-story and where all this stuff came from. And it's super important. And I think it's helpful to sometimes go back and think about what we were thinking about at some point in the past and see how much we've changed or not changed. It might be instructive to you uh, actually to think about and go back in time and see the things that you were journaling and talking about. It's important to to go back and see how much progress you've made. And I was kind of inspired um, that these ideas were, were solid back then. They're solid now. They're going to be helpful to you today because my friend, as I'm always telling you, you can't change your life until you change your mind. Sometimes you change your mind a long time ago and you just forgot that it's time to start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. 
Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. All right, so here we go. So back in 2018, I wrote myself a note, and it was in Evernote, this, this, this app that I use all the time. And I was basically describing what I call the prehab process now, this, this idea that we learn how to surveil our thinking. We learn how to, to understand that the way that we think about things. We understand the way that life is going to bring us hard things. And we make decisions about our brains to try to outsmart our own minds because you understand that your brain is wired for negativity. Okay, that's just a, it's a survival mechanism. We talk about it all the time, but I'll, I'll remind you right now, the way your brain is wired, friend is that negative things are about five times more powerful in creating synapses and creating memories than positive things are. And this is a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because if you touch a hot stove once when you're little and burn your hand, you will automatically make a bunch of synapses that create motor programs and memory programs. And every time you see a a burner or a curling iron or whatever it was that you burned your hand on, for the rest of your life, you will instinctively automatically you'll know in your brain that you're not supposed to touch it you'll 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 move your hand away if the stove uh, burner is red or if the gas is on if, if the flame is there you'll move your hand because you don't want to have to remember by burning yourself again you want to remember by having experienced something creating a program deciding and, and generating actions based on painful experiences so you don't have to get hurt over and over and over again well it's a blessing right that's a blessing that you're wired that way but you're it's also a curse because if something hurts you emotionally when you're young or at any point in your life you will also create some synapses around that and you'll create some patterns around that and you'll create some feelings around that and then you'll harm yourself sometimes because you'll avoid certain situations or certain relationships or certain opportunities because you are instinctively afraid of having that pain again. And so we have to learn then how to look at the things that our brain is doing and rewire the ones that aren't helpful to us, okay? Look at behaviors that we have, numbing behaviors, using alcohol or food or gambling or sex or or anything, relationships, whatever, as a numbing behavior so we don't think about things. Well, we we just don't want to recreate those painful experiences, and sometimes we want to cover them up. We create patterns. We create habits. And we have to learn then how to critically examine the things that we're thinking about so that we can outsmart that baseline negativity and get back on positivity, get back on something that's going to be helpful to us in our life. So, Back in 2018, I wrote this note and I said, here's the part where you start thinking. We need to have crucial conversations with ourselves. I read a book back in 2018 or so uh, as part of my service on the board of directors at Wyoming Medical Center. We had a a, a book that we used to train our people called Crucial Conversations. And it's, it's basically a book for business people to learn how, not just business people, anybody, to learn how to have real conversations with people. 
And during those conversations, sometimes we want to make sure that we are in a safe space to have a good, deep conversation and a, and a real dialogue with somebody, but not be preaching or beating them up or making them feel unsafe or being in a situation where we feel unsafe. So that we have to learn how to have these crucial conversations. And what I wrote was, we need to be having crucial conversations with ourselves and be willing to ask ourselves, are we in dialogue? Have we left safety? And most of our internal conversations are not safe. If you think about it, the voices that you hear in your head, the, the, the constant stream of thought that you have in your head is mostly negative, and it's often harmful. You're beating yourself up all day long in between your ears. Is that true? Is it a battlefield in between your ears, and are you the most common combatant and the most common victim of those common conversations that you have? Have you left safety with yourself? And here's the bottom line, friend. Most of us have several types of thought cancer that tends to recur in specific times and situations. What's a thought cancer? A thought cancer is what I call these toxic, negative conversations that we have with ourselves that remind us of shameful things in the past or remind us of failures, remind us of things we wish we had done, remind us of yesterday when we didn't do the 10 things that we said we were going to do. We have these, these situations where we have these recurring thoughts that limit us and harm us and make us spend time looking backwards instead of forward. And so we have these thought patterns that tend to recur in specific situations. And if we're going to outsmart our own brain, then we have to learn to think ahead of time about when we tend to have those negative thought cancers showing back up. When I take a brain tumor out, like a meningioma, for example, it's a benign brain tumor that grows in the brain and it comes from the covering cells of the brain, the arachnoid cap cells, part of the dura mater, the part of the meninges, the, the covering of the brain. And that's why it's called a meningioma, okay? And meningiomas tend to recur. They tend to come back along the margins of the dura mater where they were growing. So there will be some obvious tumor, and then there will be some, some dura that looks normal, and we don't take that part out. And then it turns out that, that there were some meningioma cells in that normal-looking dura, and it comes back right there. So I know when I resect one of these things where I need to be looking when I do surveillance scans in the coming months and years when I'm looking out for that patient to make sure that tumor's not coming back I know where I need to look and just like that you can learn friend to know where you need to look at your own conversations that you have your own internal thoughts and dialogue and you can figure out ahead of time this is that prehab part you can figure out ahead of time where those negative things are going to show back up and you can get after resecting them before they become a big problem again so think about your recurring thought cancers. For example, you might be a person who's always saying, no matter what, everything I need to do always gets sacrificed. I never get to do what I need to do because I always have to take care of everyone else, always. Or you might say, my whole life, everything has been so hard. I've never had anything work out for me. These, these are some thoughts you might have. If you believe that are strongholds. Remember we talked about strongholds of thought. These are, these are pretentious thoughts that set themselves up against good and set themselves up against the good promises that God has for you. If you believe these strongholds are based on past thought patterns established by an enemy, you actually have an enemy who hates you and wants you to fail. And if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in spiritual realm, then at least you can understand that the negative, the, the internal dialogue that you have is generally negative. And if you just believe that's chemistry or whatever, that's fine. But agree with me 
that those negative thoughts are not helpful to you. So you can consider them an enemy, whether you believe they're a literal spiritual enemy or just neurochemical events in your brain. Either way, you should be actively looking in those times and situations for recurrences of our thought cancers, right? I don't wait for patients to have headaches again. I, I surveil, I check, I order a scan. If I'm concerned about a potential recurrence, I continue to order scans and look and go after and making sure that that patient's not going to get in trouble by having a recurrence of that tumor. I never naively decide that it's cured because the consequences of missing it coming back in some cases are really life and death. It's the, the next level of self-brain surgery is not just learning what to do when bad thoughts happen, not just learning what to do when the massive things occur in life, but to get ahead of them by preparing, by anticipating, and going after them in a more proactive way. Not only recognizing our bad thinking when it's happening, but heading it off when and where it's likely to happen. So if you have this thought, everything is always so hard when you're standing in your nice home, not being invaded by a foreign army, not starving to death, not wondering whether you're going to get clean water or power. And you realize then you're in a stressful situation at work and this situation usually produces despair and the, everything's always so hard for me attitude. But instead of waiting for those thoughts to show up and hurt you or to become a self-fulfilling prophecy, you start running scans of your thought. You, you, you think ahead and say, you know what, when I'm tired, when I'm stressed, when I'm worried, I tend to have this set of recurring things and they tend to limit me and make me feel depressed. And then I react to that by opening a bag of Cheetos or opening a bottle of wine or I skip a workout or I, I do this when I feel this way, I tend to react that way. So, so instead of having it happen and then trying to fix it, you're now performing self-brain surgery in advance. You're running a scan. You're thinking about your thinking. As Willie Nelson said, you're taking several readings and you're surprised to find your mind is still fairly sound, right? So you're getting ahead of it, friend. This is a note from 2018, and I never wrote it until 2021. You're doing some preventative Philippians 4.8 maintenance. You can say things like this to yourself to get ahead. This is prehab. A little prayer you can pray. God, I feel like things are hard right now. So let me just remind myself. Please remind me of my blessings, of the good things that you have for me, that things are not hard in my life compared to some other people's lives, that I have power and running water and a roof over my head, and I've got, I've got a clean, safe environment, and I've got enough resources that I'm able to listen to podcasts and download audiobooks instead of having to scrounge and walk you know, 10 miles to find food every day. So maybe things aren't as hard as I think they are. So remind me, Lord, help me to think about and dwell on the good things. Things aren't as hard as I tend to think they are. Help me remember the things that are right, the things that are good, the things that are pleasant and helpful. And please give me the perspective to see the good in the midst of the hard things today. Yes, there are hard things. Please give me the perspective to see that you're also working for my good, that you're keeping your promises in the midst of the hard thing. Help me, Lord, to think on these things. You see that, friend? If you learn that that scan and surveil and preemptively do brain surgery on your thinking and put yourself in the mindset of, hey, I know today might be a difficult day. I'm going to deal with somebody at work. I'm going to have this situation happen. I'm going to travel. I'm going to be tired or whatever. If you think about that ahead of time, then you can get offensive about thinking ahead and making sure your brain stays in a good spot 
instead of playing defense or trying to play catch up. You know, I'd much rather do elective surgery. I'd much rather have my schedule tomorrow go exactly like a plan and have everything be smooth and easy than I would to do a day full of trauma surgery. Unplanned trauma surgery is always difficult. It's scary. It's dangerous. It's not as controlled. It's harder to manage and make sure we have a good outcome because the patient's got a whole set of problems before we even get there, right? But it also throws our schedule into disarray. It wrecks everything. So unplanned trauma surgery creates problems all kinds of different ways. And unplanned surgery on your own mind when you let your thoughts get out of control and you go into a rage and you cuss somebody out or you offend your spouse or you do something and say something you can't take back and then you're spending time trying to repair instead of preemptively you know handle your relationships in a healthier way that turns into a trauma surgery instead of handling yourself ahead of time and that self-control part of this, the fruits of the Spirit is all about this, friend. It's all about learning how to control that battlefield in between your ears. And not just reactively, but preactively almost, prehab your thinking. I love that I was writing this stuff in 2018. And at the same time, I'm frustrated because I've been dealing with it. I've, the reason I'm writing it is because I'm trying to learn how to do it myself. So I'm not prescribing these things because I'm a master practitioner. I'm prescribing them to you because I'm learning how to do them myself with you, okay? We're all self-brain surgeons because, like we talked about last week, thoughts become things. Remember, there are two things that are true that you have to believe. If you're going to be a self-brain surgeon, and you are, by the way, the question is, are you going to be a good one or not, right? Are you going to be a maniac slicing your own brain up and letting these negative thoughts run crazy and numbing yourself and repeating the process every day? Or are you going to become a safe and effective self-brain surgeon so you can help other people become one too? Because here's the truth. Feelings are not facts. They are electrical events in your brain. Electrical impulses that become chemical signal events, neurotransmitters that become hormonal events, that become cell surface receptor events, that become biological events inside your cells, that become neurobiological changes to your cell's DNA, that become genetic events at the next cell division, that become new cells that are even more sensitive to those feelings to the third and fourth generation of your family. When you change how you think, you change how your brain works, and you change how your body works, and you change how your DNA works, and you change everything about your family going forward for generations. If you can learn how to think about your thinking and become a master self-brain surgeon, you can change the course and nature of your family's history going forward. The second thing, so feelings are not facts. And not every thought you have is true. When something pops into your head, you have to learn to biopsy it, decide if it's true, and respond rather than react to it. And don't treat bad feelings with bad operations. Just because you're feeling bad doesn't mean you have to blow up and hurt somebody else. It doesn't mean you have to open that bottle. It doesn't mean you have to get online and spend $1,000 on Amazon to try to make yourself feel something other than the bad feeling you're feeling. I just want to take this time to remind you, friend, remind myself of two scriptures that we've been talking about on the podcast for a while. We went back in November and we started new thing November and we were going to remember, we're going to remember Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. God says this, friend, listen, see, I am doing a new thing. It springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Friend, he wants to do something new with you, but he's telling you right here, I can't do my new thing until you let go of the old thing. 
You got to stop looking back. You got to stop holding on to things behind you because it might be scary to let go of some of those behaviors and some of those things that you feel like have given you comfort or helped you in some way. But God's trying to tell you, I have a new thing for you. I'm going to make a way where there is no way. I'm going to help you. I'm going to open a door that you think is closed. I'm going to create a path. I'm going to provide a stream in the wasteland for you. But you got to let go of the old things first. You got to change your mind so I can change your life. That's what he's saying. And then Psalm 37 reminds us what we need to stop doing. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass. So he's saying, fret not yourself. Quit worrying about everything, friend. Verse 3, Psalm 37, 3, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and make friends with faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. He's not saying he'll give you everything you ever wished for. He's saying learn how to love him and trust him and change your heart and change your mind to to what he wants, and he's going to give you more than you ever could imagine. Verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Our whole society right now is screaming for what they think is justice. What God says is, line yourself up with me, and I'll show you what real justice is, and I'll make it happen. I will act if you trust me. Verse 7, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself. It's the third time he said it. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. He's saying, don't worry about what other people are doing. Let me show you a new way. And then verse 8, refrain from anger, forsake wrath, Fret not yourself, it only tends to evil. Listen, friend, he says it four times. Fret not yourself. What does that mean? Quit worrying yourself to death over everything that happens in your life. Line yourself up with me. I'm going to do something you can't even believe. The prophet um, in the Bible says you won't even believe it when I do it. That's how surprised you're going to be. I'm going to do something you won't even be able to imagine. But in order to do that, in order to see the new thing that he's got for you, you have to stop looking back at the old thing, okay? We've seen this movie before. You've seen this thought pattern before. You've engaged it before. So stop having to react to it. Change it in advance. I love that I wrote this back in 2018 because that tells you not to give up. I've, I've been taking, this is what, five years now to deal with this? I am just finally have written the book about it. It's coming out in July about all this self-brain surgery stuff, but I've been thinking about it since at least 2018, which probably means I was thinking about it for years before that because I finally wrote it down in Evernote in 2018. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind. You can't change your life until you change your mind. I'm going to say it one more time. Say it with me. You can't change your life until you change your mind. And when you change your mind, you can make one big decision. I'm going to learn how to think about my thinking. I'm going to learn to surveil my thinking. I'm going to watch out for those thought cancers and the places, the places where I know they're going to pop back up. I'm going to get ahead of it instead of finally, instead of always reacting to it. I'm finally going to get ahead of it. I'm going to have an elective surgery schedule instead of a trauma surgery schedule that throws everything into disarray. I'm going to stop having to react and try to fix things. I'm going to start instead fixing them before they happen. That's how you become a master self-brain surgeon, friend. Listen, it's Mind Change Monday. It's time to change our mind about these things that we've been dealing with for a very long time. 
And I thought it was time to remind you of Isaiah 43 and Psalm 37. I thought it was time to remind you of Philippians 4. It's time to remember that the Bible's been telling us a very long time the secret to self-brain surgery is to learn how to think about our thinking, to learn how to remind ourselves that we have thought patterns that tend to pop back up in certain situations. And instead of having to react to them, we're finally going to fix them in advance. Because we are going to be smart enough to know that we can't change our life until we change our mind. We're going to be smart enough to learn that feelings are not facts, that not every thought that pops into our head. And we finally, finally, since 2018, we've been thinking about it and writing about it. But today, my friend, we are finally going to get it right because we're going to start today. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.